everybody. Okay, uh, welcome everybody. Um, we surely appreciate you coming by on this exciting day. Um, you know, I'd first, I'd say um, it's great to be here after such a great Super Bowl. Um, it was uh, a tremendous game. We were rooting for you, Coach. Um, and uh, the league really put on a great show. It was a, uh, a tremendous football game, one of the best Super Bowls ever. So um, uh, it, was, it was so great to see that and so good to be here um, a couple days later. And um, really just um, obviously we're here to interview, to introduce Shane Steichen as our new head coach. But, um, you know, first of all, just like to make a few comments, uh, opening comments. Um, uh, basically just, you know, certainly want to um, thank Jeff Saturday for his committed and professional effort for what he did coming in in a very difficult situation and, uh, and doing an admirable job. And, uh, you know, really appreciate Jeff um, and thank him. Uh, he means a lot to this organization uh, and um, uh, was able to um, have a really good discussion with him uh, several times this weekend. And, uh, um, you know, he, 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 he did, uh, in my mind, uh, in, in a great job and, and represented the horseshoe well. So we wish Jeff well. And um, really just um, all the candidates were, were outstanding. Um, and uh, I had a chance to talk to over half a dozen of them over the last um, 48 hours. And uh, it, was a, it was a very tremendous process in, in the sense that it was very difficult because we had such outstanding candidates that, that we talked to. And really the process was, um, for Jeff, it was always going to be tough. We've never hired an interim head coach. Uh, um, in 70 years here um, uh, as a full head coach. And as we talked about, the process was going to be open and thorough once we got into the offseason. And it really was that. Uh, um, we really focused on um, trying to talk to a lot of people and get the best candidate for the Indianapolis Colts that we could. And um, I, the process has been you know, the same as it's always been. I think the only time in history, the process probably was different was when uh, uh, Tony Dungy got fired from Tampa and I called him an hour and a half later and offered him the job and hired him and, and uh, called Bill Polian and, and told him I had talked to Tony and he's our man. And, you know, Bill and I so close, he didn't miss a beat and said, well, bright minds think alike. So um, uh, that, you know, that was probably the only time that, that was, it was an unusual situation for a, a head coach hiring. Um, but this was a very thorough process and um, it was uh, one where really in, in, in talking to over a half a dozen candidates personally for me um, for five hours or more, um, we really had some outstanding candidates who really wanted to be here um, with the Indianapolis Colts and, and I thank them all um, and it was a process that was very difficult in the end. Uh, um, a Friday night, a week before the Super Bowl, um, went to Philadelphia 
and uh, um, as did Chris and, and our, our entire staff. And uh, Shane and I met Friday night uh, uh, in, in, in the city in Philadelphia, and we just, we had an incredible conversation. It was a very long and thorough conversation, and um, he, he was just so impressive. Um, he um, really um, was incredible in the interview. Um, I know that uh, from talking to Philip Rivers and others, I, I know Philip had a lot of input, uh, and him and I talked for a very long time about Shane, and as as others I, I talked to, and and uh, um, Shane was just tremendous in the interview. Um, showed incredible leadership, uh, toughness, um, very fast mind. Uh, I'm able to process information um, and disseminate information very quickly. Uh, I know Philip said at one point, uh, you threw away the play card and was calling plays from your head, um, which uh, uh, is, is savant-like, uh, according to Philip. Uh, and so um, he, he was just, he was so impressive that I, I, I talked to Chris and I, uh, Friday night and and they're meeting with him all day Saturday. I said, I don't want to, you know, uh, tip the deck or anything, but I'm not going to tell you anything you're not going to see. But, but boy, Shane just knocked it out of the park and, and really showed qualities that um, uh, put him above uh, during the whole process uh, as, our, as our man. And, and, and uh, Chris and, and the entire staff met on uh, Saturday with Shane. And... Um, uh, him and I met and, and we were both in unison that um, Shane clearly wa was the man and, and uh, um, it was very exciting because um, we had a lot of great candidates at that point and it was a close uh, contest but after talking to Shane I, I, Chris and I both felt wow um, he's clearly our, our guy above the pack so um, we were so excited um, uh, to get Shane and and uh, we thank the other uh, candidates so much for their their time and, and the process was something that produced our head coach Shane Steichen congratulations and, and please uh, uh, I'll introduce Chris next and and, uh, uh, and then he can officially introduce you and you can take it to the podium so Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep it as short as I can. Um, it was a great process. I know one that was a little different than what people think is conventional in this league. But, you know, one of the things through the years I've heard, and I've heard coaches talk about this, is making sure everybody's getting a fair and equitable sh chance to interview for the job. And so when we started this, we got a team of people um, and we talked about, okay, this is how we want to do it. We want to not only have a thorough, diverse search, but also one where people could grow. Um, so whoever ended up being the head coach, the other ones we could give real constructive feedback where they could grow. Um, and I think we were able to do that. Um, we interviewed a bunch of great people. They were outstanding. Um, and Shane ended up being, you know, our top choice. Um, a lot of people to thank. So, Jasmine, where you at, Jasmine? Steve Campbell, where y'all at? 
I want to make sure people you're hiding make sure people see hey they they hung in there with us <laughs> through some really long I mean I'm talking four or five hour zoom zoom interviews and then another 12 to 14 some 15 hour days and so Jasmine and Steve I appreciate you Pete Ward we drug him through the mud too for a month um, Kaylin and Carly they were a big part of it Ed Decker Brian Decker our scouts all the research they did it was just incredible and couldn't be more pleased with the outcome of of Shane as our head coach um, I appreciate our fans um, I know for the last month you've been wondering you know where we're going and what we're going to do um, and we've come to that moment and couldn't be more excited and proud to have you know Shane is our head football coach you know and I I know you're gonna ask so I'll tell you high integrity high character brilliant football mind and philosophically we see the game the same way which I think is important um, and we're not always going to agree I don't know I think there's times in the interview we didn't always agree and that's okay but we see the game the same way and how it needs to be played. Um, and I think that's big for the relationship between the head coach and GM. Um, so with no further ado, I'll introduce you to Shane Steichen, uh, next head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Well, I just want to start, you know, first off, I'm extremely honored and grateful to be the next head football coach of the Indianapolis Colts. I would like to start by thanking Mr. Ursay for believing in me and giving me this opportunity. And I look forward to working with you and building something special here. Thank you to the rest of the Ursay family, Carly, Casey, and Kaylin, for this unbelievable opportunity. I will forever be grateful to you and your family. Thank you to Chris Ballard and the rest of the Colts organization. Again, I'm beyond grateful and can't wait to work with you and the rest of the personnel department. Thank you to the Chargers organization and the Spanos family for a great eight years together. Thank you to Mr. Lurie and the Eagles organization for the past two seasons. I will always be grateful for those memories and friendships that I'll cherish forever. I can't say enough good things about what a great organization Mr. Lurie and his staff has put together there. Just a tremendous place and a first-class operation. I'd like to thank my high school coach, Chris Jones. Thank you for teaching me the game and making me foster a love for the game. I will forever be grateful for you and our friendship. Thank you to Norv Turner, my biggest mentor. I appreciate you taking the chance on me back in 2011 and hiring me to work on the defensive side of the ball and seeing it from that point of view. I will be forever grateful for you and the things you've taught me along the way and can, will continue to teach me. Thank you to Mike McCoy for believing in me and giving my first time full-time gig as a quarterback coach of the Chargers. Thank you to Anthony Lynn for believing in me to be your offensive coordinator. Thank you to Nick Sirianni. I appreciate everything you've done as a head football coach. It was a pleasure to work with you again these past two seasons. It was a hell of a ride and one I'll cherish forever. But more importantly, the friendship that we built over the last nine years. Thank you. Thank you to the players I've had the privilege to be around and coach. Thank you to Philip Rivers. I can't say enough 
about how much you've had impact on me as a coach. So many great memories together and couldn't be more thankful for our friendship. Thank you to Antonio Gates, Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert, and most recently, thank you to A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, Zach Paschal, Dallas Goddard, Jack Stoll, Grant Calcaterra, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell, Jordan Mulata, Landon Dickerson, Jason Kelsey, Isaac Suamala, Lane Johnson, Ian Book, Gardner Minshew, and last but not least, Jalen Hurts. Thank you to each and every single one of you guys. I would not be sitting here today if it wasn't for you. It's all about the players, and it'll always be about the players. And I will be forever grateful for you guys, and I wish you guys all the best going forward. I'd like to thank my family, my mom, my dad, my brothers, for your guys' support on my journey. I love you guys. And lastly, thank you to my beautiful wife, Nina, and our two kids, Hudson and Stella. Thank you for sacrificing everything you do day in and day out so I can live out my dream. I love you guys more than you know. Hey Shane. How you doing? Congratulations and welcome to Indianapolis. Thank you. Um, this is a very extensive process and I wonder what was different about interviewing with the Colts than maybe some other teams and what did you learn about this organization as you moved through it and what was your pitch as to why you should be the guy? Well I think that the process they went through uh, in the interview process was extremely detailed um, and obviously they interviewed a lot of candidates and I spent many many hours with them over a Zoom and then them coming to Philadelphia uh, they did an unbelievable job going through that process. And really my vision that I shared with them, um, I want to build this thing on four pillars. Our culture is going to be built on four pillars, and one's going to be character. Character is very important to me. We want to treat people with respect, and we want to feed the positive and weed out the negative. And number two is the preparation. I truly believe this. The separation in this league is in the preparation. How we prepare as a football team and an organization Monday through Saturday will ultimately dictate the outcome of a football game. Now, is it going to guarantee us a victory? No, but it's going to give us a fighting chance, I promise you that. And number three is consistency. we got to be consistent, and it starts with us as coaches, being consistent with our message to the players and tell them exactly how we want it to look and how we want it to be done. And number four is relentless. we got to be relentless in our pursuit to be the best. The best players, the best coaches I've been around are obsessed with their craft, and that's what we want to build here. And that's what we want to get done. Chris, how did you balance the desire to get the right guy for the job with also knowing that clock's ticking and it's been some five weeks before you got the guy? I don't think there was a ba – I mean, you all know me well enough. I, I mean, I think I told you all at the end of the season, like, this was – this could go into mid-February. We were going to take our time. Um, I never understand what the hurry is. It's about getting it right. And if that meant we needed to interview 50 people, we'd have interviewed 50 people. I mean, you want to get the right person for the job, which we felt we've done. And I don't, like I know, I'm not gonna sit here and say I don't hear the noise, but I don't react to the noise, if that makes sense. I just, you want to get it right. And so whatever pressure was felt externally, we did not feel internally. Uh, we, we had an, Mr. Ursay and I were on the same page 
when that season ended in Houston and we had a long visit, when I walked out of the office, we were on the same page of where we were going and how we were going to run this process. And if it took six weeks, it took six weeks. Shane, you've been kind of a the offensive guy with quarterbacks or, or the coordinator. Have you talked to maybe Nick, the transition from being the offensive guy to now it's the whole process. How do you see that transition going? Yeah, I think uh, that's a good question. I think, uh, you know, I've been able to lead a group of men, you know, the last four years offensively, you know, 26 men. And now this is an opportunity to lead another 26 plus men. So obviously being in charge of the whole football team uh, is a big challenge. Uh, one I'm excited about. Uh, looking forward to getting to know these players uh, and building this culture the right way, but uh, really looking forward to it. So Shane, Shane, um, heard a lot about you, heard you're a badass, a tough guy. Um, up here you're crying like a baby, which I love. Are you, which, are you a hard ass? Are you an emotional basket case? I happen to like all of that, but what are you? Well, I, I think maybe a little bit of both. I don't know, right now I'm a little emotional. Um, obviously this is a big day for me and my family. Um, but, you know, again, you know, we, we have, a, you know, we want to get some things done here uh, as an organization. This is a special place. Uh, there's a lot of rich tradition here. Um, we've got a lot of good players in place. I see some of you guys sitting right there. Looking forward to working with you. Um, but again, it's going to be a day by day process that uh, we got to grind every single day and we got to be relentless in our pursuit to get done what we need to get done. Shane, you were obviously busy preparing for the Super Bowl, but you had a lot of coaches over there who uh, have been in this building and obviously Philip Rivers. Did you do much research on this franchise? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just like they did research on me, I did research on this place, and not one thing came out of this place. Unbelievable respect for this organization, the people in this building, Mr. Ursay, uh, Chris, uh, the operations part of it, the whole thing. Uh, I've heard nothing but great things. Uh, so... Very fortunate to be in the position I'm in uh, and looking forward to getting to work. Shane, uh, I've had a couple of people tell me that you have kind of a, a non-conventional approach style uh, in terms of your demeanor with coaching, uh, not in a negative way, in a positive way. Um, what are they talking about? Do you, do you kind of, can you kind of explain your approach and, you know, what, I what mean, that dynamic I mean, you know, obviously like? we're going to have a detailed plan on how we want to get things done. Um, but, I, you know, I go with my gut feeling on a lot of things. You know, I'm a gut feeling guy, especially, you know, on game day. Um, I'll have a gut feeling on when to do certain things uh, as a play caller, um, all those different things. But, uh, again, we're going to be aggressive and all those different things. And my philosophy offensively, I'm sure you guys are going to ask, but my philosophy <laughs> on offense is this. And it's going to look different each week, but my philosophy is we're going to throw to score points in this league and run to win. We're going to throw to score points and run to win. Now, that could look different each week. You know, we sometimes I went into games like, hey, we're going to throw it a bunch, and then we end up running it 45 times. So um, it's going to, the flow is going to dictate that. Um, I know we got some pieces in place to get that done, uh, and we should be ready to roll. Shane, right here, James Ward with The Athletic. Um, obviously, you've worked with different quarterbacks throughout your career, um, a lot of different traits in those quarterbacks. This is a franchise that is looking to improve that position, could potentially draft one. What do you think is the most important thing when it comes to quarterback skill set and development to have success in this league? Yeah, I think accuracy, uh, decision-making, and the ability to create are the three things that uh, I look at in a quarterback. Um, I think those all three things are very important, but obviously above the neck. I think the, you know, the players that I've been around, Jalen Hurts and Justin Herbert and Phillip Rivers, uh, they all have one thing in common. They're obsessed with their craft. Uh, and if you can find that uh, in a quarterback, you're probably going to have some success. Shane, you started out as a defensive a defensive assistant. How did, has, did that help you in your growth as an offensive coach? Um, it's been great to see that side of the football and see how uh, defensive coaches uh, see the game. 
um, was tremendous for me. You know, I was doing that for two years and then got to flip back to offense in 2013. But to, just to see the coverage techniques and the defensive line techniques and, you know, are they readers, or are they penetrators, and are they going to carry, and all these different things from a coverage standpoint and how defenses play it helped me become a better offensive football coach going forward. Hey, Shane, uh, congrats. Welcome to Indy. Um, I think you just mentioned it a few minutes ago, but will you call the plays here? And how much would you say the offense has changed from what you did with Phillip to what you did with Jalen? Yeah, uh, I will call the plays here. Um, it, 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 uh, obviously, the, the, the offense is going to be dictated on who's playing quarterback. That's how you build the system. What does he do well? What is their strengths? But not only just the quarterback, it's the players, too. Uh, what does Pittman run well receiver-wise? You know, the tight ends, the backs, Jonathan Taylor, the offensive line, what do they do well? Uh, we want to do a hell of a job of trying to put our guys in position to make plays. Hey, Shane, just to follow up on the, the building an offense for a quarterback, you've had three completely different styles with Rivers and uh, Herbert and, and Hertz. So what, what to you is the process of figuring out what that guy needs in the early going, and how do you go about building that offense so he's comfortable right away? Yeah, I think obviously being around Phillip, you know, he was already in the system for so many years, and uh, he was an established quarterback. So we continue to do what he did well uh, when I was, you know, the coordinator there just for half the season with him and being his quarterback coach for a while. And then having Justin uh, as a rookie, really, you know, these guys coming to college, it's like, hey, what are they doing well at college? You know, and how can we adapt that to our game offensively uh, and build around his strengths? And then same thing with Jalen over the past two years, uh, building that thing with him. Uh, what are his strengths? What does he do well? Uh, and he does a lot well. Um, he's a hell of a football player. And I was very, very fortunate to be around him the last two years. Coach right here, congratulations, welcome to Indianapolis. How big of a factor was knowing that you could be a part of developing another quarterback because that is a possibility that could come up come draft time? Yeah, I mean, we'll go through that process. Me and Chris will talk about that in the next few days, um, but looking forward to all those things. Uh, Shane, do you plan on retaining Gus Bradley and the defensive staff and Bubba Ventrone? Do you, you kind of have a lot of your staff already Yeah, that's done. the next process that I'm going to go through is hiring a staff, uh, and those guys will have those conversations in the next few days. This is for Jim and Chris. You guys met with a lot, a lot of people. What did you learn about your organization, and when did you decide that this was the move that you wanted to make? When was the moment that you figured this was the guy? Um, well, I think we both could answer, Chris. I, I really um, – I, I think that um, – you know, you hit it on the head. You learn a lot from each interview. Um, uh, sitting there and, and talking football, um, leadership, many, many things with someone for five straight hours and, and, and Chris's process with all our people uh, in the organization, my daughters and, and Pete and many others. It was a very thorough process. And, and I think um, we were very open-minded and and just trying to learn, you know, who's going to walk in and, and what interview um, is going to tip the scales because we had great guys. I mean, Rich was great and Raheem was great and Aaron was great. I mean, we really, we had, it, it was some tremendous uh, people in here interviewing. And I think what we learned um, in the end was that we just felt that, that Shane um, had a lot of that offensive magic, which is hard to find in this league. It's offense, in my mind, can be a little more complex and takes a longer time to develop, uh, knowing that we're going to have to find a young quarterback to develop. Um, that's a key factor. But 
he had to show the leadership. He had to show that he had a presence. And, and boy, did, did he um, come through in that with, with his interview. Um, um, because you have quiet people like Tom Landry or Tony Dungy, and, and it doesn't mean that they're not great leaders. But I think um, with Shane, um, it, it's, it's something to me and Chris can follow up. But uh, also his mind, I mean, he's very much, like I said, thinking multiple things at once, disseminating that information quickly. Um, I, I think he has a very special mind uh, um, for, for football, and, 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 uh, and you have to have that at, at his position. So um, we, we learned a lot. I, I, I think we are very excited just um, how many people um, were excited to, to, come, to come here. And, and that's always tough, as Chris knows, talking to these guys afterwards. They were so thankful, uh, and uh, you know, they—it's it, tough because it's their dream, and that dream just didn't come true. But but Shane's shown the, the, the his stars shine the brightest. So Chris, why don't you follow you up? How much? I mean, I learned a ton. Um, I think we all did. One being—it's always fun to talk about your roster. Um, so that was good. That was a good learning experience. I think you know, getting what people thought from the outside. Um, two, that this is still viewed and as it should be as a good job, even though that was getting not always the way it was painted. Um, we had, I promise, no issues in terms of people coveting uh, the job and wanting to be interviewed. Um, and, and feel very fortunate that, you know, that Shane's here. Chris, knowing where you guys are as a franchise with probably a young quarterback coming in in April, how did that kind of weigh in your, your process of going through these coaches and knowing that he's done this before with quarterbacks? And was that really important to find a guy that can be the guy to lead the quarterback? Yeah, I mean, is it an added bonus? Yes. Um, was it the final defining factor? No. Um, we went into this, we wanted to get the best fit for us and for the Colts organization and and Shane fit that and now that you know I mean look we interviewed from defense to offense to special teams I mean we had a root from young to older I mean we had a very diverse group here and Shane kind of checked all the boxes a few of them checked most of them but Shane checked all of them of what we were looking for Mr. Ursa, you mentioned the Super Bowl, the two number one seeds putting on a show, but yet this year, despite just four wins, you, you beat the Chiefs and you went toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Eagles. Does that, one, remind you of how fine the line is between winning and losing in this league and also let you know you've got some really good pieces already in place? Well, no question. I, I think that comes up where, you know, you, you, you beat the Chiefs and, and battled um, his former great team here and, and – um, how well we played in that game and had such a chance. It was too difficult at the end with, you know, them having four downs and 12 players on the field with Jalen um, uh, as a runner and thrower. But um, uh, it was a great game and it's with two different coaches. And, you know, I think Shane hit it on the head this year about consistency and, and really, um, you know, preparation and, and, and really following through because you saw you know, through the last couple of years, these spurts, these spurts, you know, you know, Tampa Bay, first half of Minnesota, 
Dallas tied going into the fourth quarter, and and and, and then things dissolved on us to uh, to our pain. You know, we we felt we had the Commanders game one being up by nine points and it slipped away. And it's hard for our guys on the team. They work so hard. And, you know, Shane knows and Chris, you know, you're fed by wins and when they don't come, it's difficult. So um, for me, it, it's it's something where really you, you saw um, how we competed against the Super Bowl teams, clearly two great teams. Um, so it shows that we have a lot of great football players here, which we know it's a roster that um, is, 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 is not that far away. And um, we're not hiding, you know, no one can shy away from the fact what quarterback means in this league and how we have to look f going forward where, where Shane and Chris really, you know, dig into this draft and really see where you're at. Do you stay put? Do you trade up? You know, there, there's many things you can do. Uh, they took Jalen in the second round. So, trade um, back. yeah, trade back. So, um, he likes that'll picks. Be a, that'll be a Twitter freaking quote. <laughs> he, he likes picks. Uh, 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 although the Alabama guy doesn't look bad, I tell you. Um, but uh, uh, it'll, be, it'll be exciting, and I think that shows um, that we have talent here, those games. So, we're looking forward um, to Shane really coming in utilizing that talent and adding to it with Chris. Shane, uh, in how Nick Sirianni led the last couple of years, what do you take the most from how you watched a young first-time head coach operate? Nick did an unbelievable job uh, of holding guys accountable. And I know the players that were here with him, I know they saw that, uh, and he carried that over to Philadelphia. And uh, he never let anything slide. And I think as a head football coach, you got to hold people, hold people accountable. And uh, if something ain't right, something needs to be said. And it's player to player, coach to coach, coach to player. Like, we got to make sure we're all on the same page and rolling, and he did a hell of a job doing that. For Chris, and I'd also like to get your perspective as well, Shane, is it at all awkward or just interesting, or does it mean or say anything that you go and get another Eagles offensive coordinator after you just fired Frank Reich? Mm -hmm. Well, same team logo, different regime, you know, different regime. Uh, Doug was a head coach, and now it was Nick. Now, even though Nick came from us. Um, but the, I think the one thing you'll see in this league, a lot of coaches are tied. You know, at some point they've crossed paths. And it didn't even enter into my thinking um, or our thinking when we were, you know, making the final decision. We interviewed a bunch of people, hired who we thought was the best guy, who we know is the best guy for the job. <laughs> You sure? Good question. I mean, I get it. I've thought about it, but I mean, it wasn't for very long. Uh, <laughs> Shane, uh, you know, as you as you plotted your future, I'm sure, you know, the, the first thought you thought about being a head coach wasn't when the Colts called you. As you plotted your future and you thought about, you know, some of the pitfalls that that caused coaches to perhaps fail, particularly first-time head coaches, uh, what are some of those? Do you think about? Uh, again, I think you've got to have a very thorough process and you have to have, have to have a clear vision of what you want it to look like and you've got to follow through with that vision. I think that's first and foremost. Uh, you can't slide away or steer away from that vision. Uh, you've got to double down on what you believe in. You know what I mean? And I think that's the biggest thing is staying true to who you are, believe in what you're doing, and if, you want, you know, if you're going to fail, do it the way you want to fail. Uh, and if you're going to succeed, do it the way you want to do it. So 
Um, I have a vision, like I talked about, on how I want to get it done, but it's going to take a lot of work every single day. we got to be consistent with every single thing we do, coaches, players, front office. we got to be on the same page at all times moving forward. Shane, obviously we're in the biggest game in the world, you know, a couple days ago. Um, how hard was it to not run it back and to, you know, start anew and then maybe, I guess, how has your dream kind of shifted a little bit now that you're in a new chapter of it? Yeah, it was, uh, it was an unbelievable uh, experience to be a part of that football game. The guys that have been in this room, coaches or players that have been a part of it, um, it was a tremendous honor to get to that point. It took a lot of hard work uh, to get there. Um, you know, being in that game, I actually, I'm not going to lie, I just started, I turned it on about an hour ago and watched the first quarter uh, just to look at it, uh, just to, you know, be in that moment and know how hard it is to get there. And uh, it's going to take a lot of hard work, obviously, as a Colts organization, players, you know, we want to get there uh, as soon as we can. So um, that's about it.